News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. One, like, I don't know, wonderful is the wrong word, but, but very moving uh, text coming in. We've been discussing dementia this morning on the show. Myself and Shane, uh, um, the Alzheimer's Society has said about 20% of, of carers and people with dementia are actually act able to access adequate services for themselves or their loved ones. Um, One listener says, dementia is so badly handled. Hospitals don't know the signs to look for and casually use the term with family when there's no formal diagnosis. I had one doctor give out to my mother for not following her post-op directions. She couldn't remember the instructions and dementia potential was written on her notes. We're in a queue for months for my mum to get to a memory clinic for a formal diagnosis and medication and the centre only opens a few days a month. Trying to get home help was almost impossible and we was fought all the way by the HSE Thankfully, a great social worker helped here. There's zero follow-up, no supports and families are left to deal with it on their own. Yeah, another, uh, listener, another listener says it's carers in general. The uh, the carers lobby is just not strong enough. I've been a carer for my disabled wife for 10 years. Yes, it's rewarding when you see her happy, but my God, has it been a fight to keep her going physically and mentally and financially. Nobody really knows how other people's, how the other people's shoes are pinching and our government just doesn't understand what's involved in caring for a loved one. Yes, it's rewarding, but at times it can be very tough. Uh, another one, Peter says, Kira, you're 100% correct. Looking after my mum now for six years with dementia. I was naive at the start. It is utterly devastating to see what the disease does. Never fails to surprise me how much people think the state will help. You are very much on your own. Supports have been very limited and you're constantly battling for your loved one with the system. The state doesn't even include dementia or advanced dementia on its long-term illness scheme. At least my mum has us and an extended family to support and advocate. I shudder to think of the elderly people suffering dementia who don't have that as a state we should do better and Peter you're absolutely right and I actually feel uh, this morning all these memories and they're not good ones coming back into my head of my mum falling and my mum on the ground overnight and carers come and going ambulances to the house all of those things it, it, it is it is traumatic for families seeing someone they love in that position and, and, and their dignity and their security and their their very self just disappear before your eyes. Um, keep your WhatsApps coming into us. We're talking about dementia services this morning on the programme 087 1400 106. Tony McIntyre, carer for uh, his wife Mary who has dementia. Do you identify with those people uh, texting in this morning, Tony? Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, um, I'm on the Dementia Research Advisory Team. Uh, it's set up by the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland and it's run by uh, carers and people with dementia and the stories you hear are just unbelievable and um, the sorrow and the pain and the stress and the strife uh, it's, it's unbelievable T- Tell us your story, tell us about Mary Well Mary was uh, diagnosed with dementia about 8 years ago and she reckons she had it 2 years before that and we were uh, when we were diagnosed with the dementia we were on our way down to the sunny southeastern Wexford that day, it was a Friday and the way we were told about it, it just put a cloud over our heads. We, we thought that uh, it was the end of life for Mary. We knew nothing about it and we weren't expecting it. And it was only then, maybe months later, when we heard about uh, the Alzheimer's Society and we met a lady called Joanne Brennan. She's the dementia advisor for the north of Dublin. And Joanne lifted that cloud off our heads and we saw the sunshine again. Um, she put us at ease and she told us it's not the end of life because what happens sometimes 
with a diagnosis for dementia is that the, the consultant will, the way to tell it to you, it will either, you'll either think it's the end of life or you'll think it's the beginning of, of something, but we thought it was the end of life. And um, it, it, um, she helped us a lot and Mary got involved with the dementia research advisory team at that time. Then when COVID came along, she couldn't handle the um, computer. So I'm good on computers. So I got involved with her then on that and we were working after it then. But the thing happened is that with all the stress of COVID and all the stress of Mary with the Alzheimer's, I ended up in hospital for three nights with stress. And, and that opened my eyes because I thought, what happens if something happens to me? Yeah. And I found out on the advisory uh, team that a lot of people, their parents, one of the parents had Alzheimer's and the other one got a stroke or something from all the stress and the lack of help that we're getting. And we need more support. Anyway, we joined the Alzheimer's uh, D- Dementia Research Advisory Team. I did. And um, when I got out of hospital, I, I applied for a course with the Alzheimer's to help me. And uh, eventually I got in the course after probably six or eight months because it's a huge waiting list. They don't have enough money to run more courses. And it's an eight-week course, one day per week. And it's online and you get books as well to read online. And that changed my life. Okay. Uh, in, in what way? Just it, Tell us how. Well, it, I understood more about what was going on in, in Mary's uh, memory and her brain. Like people oh, talk about no, oh, knowledge is power. Yeah, uh, they said people say, "Oh, well, you, you forget about the family and forget about that." They're not important, whether you forget about the family or not. When a person gets up in the morning and Mary has her shower, wash, and that, and um, she would come down dressed in the same clothes as she did the day before and the day before and I couldn't understand it. Now on the course I learned that what you do is you open the wardrobe's doors when she's finished showering she comes out she dresses herself because she can see everything. See they can't remember where their clothes are. Now the other thing that I was taught was that as it progresses it's changing all the time. So now I'm at the stage where I pick out the clothes with her the night before and we lay them out. So when, if I could get up, I try and get up before her and come downstairs. So when she has her shower or wash or whatever, she has all the clothes there and she comes down in whatever clothes we've selected for the, the next day. Now, I would never have thought of that except for the uh, okay. Alzheimer's training. Yeah, and yeah. also there's a video on a lady who was buying a new house in London and she got the house built with no doors on any of her cupboards either in the kitchen or the utility room or in the bedrooms and that made her life much easier when we come down in the morning and i'll say to mary can you get the jam where's the jam so i used to open the cupboards now what i do is i point at the cupboard so i can get the jam out of that cupboard there and it, when we're clearing off the um clearing off the table i used to because i try and get her to help me put them in the dishwasher and where's the dishwasher? I used to say before the training, in the same place I mean for the effing last 25 years. <laughs> yeah. But that's not, the, that's not no, the answer. No. What I do now is I go over and I open up the dishwasher and she puts them in. Okay. Now um, she might put them in the wrong place, but it doesn't matter. I, I just sort them out. I say nothing to her. 
uh, Tony, it's 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 humbling to hear how uh, the, the the care you're, you're giving to 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 Mary. It, it's it's absolutely lovely to hear. If there was one thing, just before I let you go, if there was one thing that you could ask for, if you could ask the the, the government for uh, in 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 the upcoming budget, what would it be? Well, we need more money for everything to do with dementia. We need more money for running courses like I did. And we, we in within the uh, carers group, we have this group, as I said, and we do our own surveys. Like we do, do surveys and uh, we, we work out what people with dementia need. We, we will have, have been involved with, say, people in universities doing uh, working out problems. But we work out our own and we have a whole campaign now on what, doctors should tell us or, or specialists when we are given the, the news. So the Dementia Research Advisory Team, we're, we're working to su- support research, but we do the research ourselves. Okay, but more, more, more funding would, would absolutely help more in relation to that. More funding will help okay. with everything like that. It'll help with home care. It's terrible uh, as far as okay, the uh, people are talked to. Are, are, more money, more money, more money, and we'll be happier. Tony McIntyre, uh, thank you so much for sharing uh, your story with us uh, this morning. Tony McIntyre, their carer for his wife, Mary, who has dementia. And lots of you texting in this morning on dementia. Anne has said, this week we had an appointment with my dear mum in Beaumont Memory Clinic. Uh, I have to say the doctors were so caring and gentle with my mum. It was very emotional, but it was made somewhat easier by the care given. And you're right, Anne, when you get into the service and you meet the good people that are in there, um, it's wonderful. But the problem is, you know, and I, and I should say, and I feel I have to say this morning that Liz and Pat in Airfield Manor, the nursing home where my mum spent the last years of her life, were were saints. They, they they couldn't have done more and we were so lucky to be there. Yeah. It was a wonderful home from home and it really, really was. But it is very hard for people to access the service and it's a kind of a lottery system whether, whether, you, whether you get seen in a timely manner. But look, let's take a break. More. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. After this.